Welcome to the Kings Insider Podcast on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. I am James Ham, your host, and joining me today is soon-to-be free agent, big man, Mr. Costa Kufis. Costa, what's going on? Hey, James. How you doing, sir? Glad to, glad to be on here. Thank you for having me. Hey, I'm good, man. You've got uh, impending free agency. It's been a long time. Uh, four years in Sacramento. This is your first uh, dip into free agency in quite some time. Nervous, not nervous, just kind of taking it how it goes. Uh, where's your frame of mind right now? Uh, just taking it how it goes. Um, you know, that's just how it is. You know, it's, it's, it's a business. Um, but, you know, in the summertime, just, just keep my body in great shape and just continue to continue to improve every year. That's, that's it. Just simplifying everything, like I've said multiple times before. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the easy way is just, just you know, straight and narrow path and, Take care of what you need to when you need to, and that's it. And everything else falls into place. Now, Costa, I've been around you in the locker room for a long time, and I appreciate your perspective on on these things. How important is it to understand who and what you are as a player, and and sort of where you fit in the NBA landscape, and where you know when you're going to get called for free agency versus like where a Kevin Durant might get called, and if he was healthy or where a Kawhi Leonard, or, you know, how important is it to, to know that, that who you are and what to expect going forward in the league? Look, you know, I've been in the league for 11 years. Um, you know, I've, I've started and played numerous amount of games. And, you know, when given time, you know, I can put up numbers, whether, whether it's a double-double and, and help a lot of teams win. Um, just, you know, from my perspective is, you know, knowing your role, knowing the situation, um, and maximizing the role, whatever, whatever time is given to you, maximizing that, whether it's playing uh, well in defensive end or getting guys open screens or scoring when the opportunity is there. Um, it's, you know, it's just, it's just being, you know, the best player you can be in whatever time is given to you. You know, Costa, you've talked to me in the past about rebounds per minute, and that's something, a goal that you set up. It doesn't matter how many minutes you play. What it what is it that you try to get out of every single game? I mean, for me, you know, try to get a rebound every two two minutes or whatever it is. You know, I'm not trying to be a stat guy. It's just, you know, it keeps you keeps you engaged in the game. And you know, for me, you know, you know, it's just what it is. You know, you're not going to get that many shots, in, especially in the situation you're in now. And you know, what you can't you can't you know fuss and complain. You just find another way where you can maximize and help the team win. You know, whether it's protecting the rim or, you know, getting rebounded or guarding the best big on the other team and, you know, slowing them down. You know, Costa, the thing I like about you is you're a pro. Uh, this season, of course, you know, the Kings continue to go to their younger players. Uh, you got to play in 42 games, and you easily could have played, you know, closer to 82, although you did have an injury at least at one point. Um, mm-hmm. What is it that uh, – how do you prepare yourself for that? Because I know you're a guy who, throughout your career, you know, 81, 82, you know, you're a guy who's always healthy, who does the work, but how do you prepare for sort of the 
the unknown the unknown of how much you're going to play or if you're going to play uh, from one night to the next. I think just getting your mind right, no matter what, you know, prepare, prepare for the most. So you don't have to uh, be shocked if the opportunity is there, um, you know, have your mindset as, you know, you're going to play 25 minutes a game, even though you're not just, just to be ready and keep your body ready. And uh, if you don't play, you know, you know, in the, in the, in the, after the game, get your conditioning in, your lifting in, get your shots up. So you can stay sharp for the next opportune moment. Um, you know that's been uh, that's been how I was. You know since I was younger. You know it's been ingrained in me just to be ready whatever opportunity and to maximize and simplify everything. And it sounds sounds cliche or whatever you want to say, but you know it's helped me. It, and it's it's truly been has played dividends for me. You know you are a man who talks in cliches when the cameras are on, but I, when you're on the pod, I've never found that. You're usually totally engaging. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that. No, I appreciate that. But you know, there's some people you you uh, you know you different vibes from different people. So I mean, you got, got a great vibe, you're a great person. So I mean, it's not it's easy you get to talk to you. You know, Costa, I see it. You come out of a game where you didn't play or you played eight minutes. Uh, what do you do when the game is over? Just so people know, because I know what you do. Um, you know, usually I'll get, you know, probably 250 makes in with hooks and, and mid-range jumpers and jump shots, free throws, and I'll do, you know, full-court sprints, um, probably down and back 50 times just to keep my wind up, um, get a little lifting with some core and stuff like that. So it's, uh, you know, the, the more consistently you do it, the easier it is. Um, it's high time to do that. You know, if I don't play more than 15 minutes, if I play less than 15 minutes, then just to keep the body in shape and ready to go for the next game. Now, we're not talking about the next day. We're talking about as soon as a game ends, you run to the practice facility and, and do Definitely. your work. Yeah, run, run to the practice facility and, and uh, do that same routine. Um, but it's, that's, with, uh, that's with if I play less than 15 minutes. So it's just to keep it more game-like and keep my body in tune and shape and sharp. Now, I watch you, like every summer you do these videos where you do these incredible dunks. Um, how come we haven't seen one of those in a game, Costa? Uh, well, you want to, you want their their realistic reason why, or do you want the reason why it never happens <laughs> from uh, from a standpoint of being politically correct? Uh, you go ahead and give me <laughs> you give me both answers. I want to hear both from you. Hey, look, you know everybody. Look, as, as from a big man, you know big man and guards. You know there's a huge debate on you know the big man should get the ball more, while the guard should get the ball more and whatnot. So I mean, look, you know you play nine minutes, ten minutes a game. It's and you have three shot attempts a game, you, you know, these, your opportunities are, are less, far few in between. So, but at the same time, though, it's just what it is as part of the game, and you just just move on <laughs> to the next game. <laughs> uh, now, Costa, you talked about it before. You, you've you been the starter. I mean, you, were, uh, you played 81 games as a starter for a 57-win Denver Nuggets team. Um, you can play, and... How difficult is it to to join a team thinking one thing and then have the roster change so dramatically during your time there that you go through an entire rebuild and you've got a bunch of young kids around you uh, and a bunch of great personalities too. These young guys, oh, the kids yeah. have have you know they're they have a lot of personality. This to me, I, maybe you can tell me something different, but. In my nine years covering the team and your four years with the team, 
I think this was the best locker room, the easiest locker room, the funnest locker room that that I've seen. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're, I definitely 100% agree with you. Uh, I'm not saying there's other good locker rooms out there in the NBA, but you know, from a personal standpoint, you know, you got a bunch of young phenoms in the locker room, and you know, their 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 attitude. They got such a good good attitude, uh, positive positive vibes, and you know, even with the age discrepancy, we all we all get along very well. You know, on and off the court, you know, we all joke around. You know, Buddy and I joke around a lot, and uh, you know, Buddy and I, I feel like you know, we've developed you know, a, a good relationship from a team, teammate standpoint, and you know, they, uh, you know, Darren Fox and so forth. Everyone is just, you know, improved just even from the maturity aspect as well. You know, uh, free agency is what it is. You have no idea what's going to happen here. Um, have you closed the door on a return to Sacramento, or is there still a possibility, like in the right scenario, well, that you would get you like? Know, yeah, you keep, keep your options open no matter what. Uh, I believe in that. Um, you know, Sacramento's open to it. Look, we're, we're we're open. We're not closing any doors. All right, so we're going to get to the heart of the interview now, Costa. Uh, <laughs> okay. Avengers Endgame. What are what are your initial thoughts on uh, the way that they wrap this thing up? And we'll just do spoiler alerts for those of you who are crazy and haven't like, watched no, it. No, there's no spoil. There's no spoilers. The movie's been out for so long. You haven't seen it now, and it's like, all right. <laughs> you deserve to have it spoiled, right? <laughs> you deserve to have it spoiled. So, I'm kidding. Uh, what are your thoughts, man? Look, I thought I thought it was good. Um, you know the. <laughs> I saw the movie in the theater, and I probably shouldn't drink so much water. I went to the rush like four times during the movie because it was like <laughs> twenty hours long. But uh, it was uh, overall was good. You know, I I wasn't um, expecting Iron Man to to pass away at the end like that. But uh, I liked how they uh, had a Captain America in the end go back go back into the past and dance with his uh, his lady friend for that for that last dance he always talked about. So he uh, lived happy ever after with her. So that was that was kind of good. Um, I feel like there's going to be a, uh, a woman Iron Man, maybe down the road, maybe from his daughter. Um, I can see that happening. Okay. Um, and then um, you know, I, I like the fight scenes. There's a lot of good fight scenes. I thought um, I thought they easily handled Thanos in the beginning, which I didn't really like. But you know, apparently Captain Marvel is the strongest movie in the house, so that's. You have Captain Marvel, then I guess you're fine. So, I mean, that, 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 that threw me off a little bit, but he obviously didn't have the Infinity Stones with him in the beginning. But um, I mean, look, I think I think they could have uh, had a little bit more action. But overall, is what is what number two in the box office still behind the uh, Avatar, or do they pass them yet? No, I, I think they haven't yet, but they uh, they intend to re-release it, it with an extended yeah, version. Which you know now yeah. you need to know no water before because it's even yeah. longer. <laughs> it's even longer, Costa. <laughs> even longer. They might even like oh. pass out catheters before you go into the theater. Okay, look, <laughs> here's a two liter bottle just in case. <laughs> Yeah, jeez. Uh, but uh, they might make it what three and a half hours long now. Yeah, three oh three, whatever. What? Yeah, jeez. <laughs> How long was the Titanic? More than that? Um, I think Titanic was longer. I remember when it was on VHS. That's just dating myself. Uh, it came in a two, uh, a two, two VHS packet. Yes. Yep. So you had to switch out mid midstream, and I think even oh jeez. Yeah the the original DVD came in a two. 
and a two disc set. They hadn't figured out how to compress <laughs> oh, <laughs> files. The VHS era, the floppy disk era. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You know, I guarantee you show Darren Fox and the guys a floppy disk. They won't even know what it is. No, they would have no idea. Yeah, yeah. And I know the cool thing, you know, VHS tapes, the reason why they did two discs is that if it went over two hours, uh, the heat from the VHS would end up starting to stretch and melt the tape. So over time, oh, yeah. it, it, that's why they would switch out. You'd switch out to a cold tape that was uh, ready to roll. Now look how I, I'm like, yes, Costa, I'm old, I'm old. Um, no, it's just a number. I remember that when they came out the DVD combos of the VHS, those things were flying off the shelves. That's right. at, uh, at Circuit City. <laughs> uh, all right, so we've got Spider-Man coming up. Are you excited about the second Spider-Man? Because that's going to be out like this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it'll be good to see what the life after the Avengers movie, to see what was going on with um, You know, it's uh, the uh, the villains, uh, was it Jake Gyllenhaal? Um, is that who the villain is? Oh, that's interesting because he looks just like Tobey Maguire. And Toby I mean, Ma- Tobey Maguire? I don't know. No, see, Tobey Maguire was the... He was the original Spider-Man. You can't have Tobey Maguire as a villain, so it's probably Jake Gyllenhaal. But again, they look identical, so who will even be able to could, tell the I difference? I could be wrong. I could be wrong, so nobody at me. Any, any Marvel fans don't at, at me, please. I, this is off a whim. So. <laughs> so I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to... Uh, see how the movie ends as well um sure you know mj you see the relationship build up with mj and spider-man himself so you get to see that dynamic which would be pretty cool all right oh yeah i mean i think i'm more excited i was more excited to see spider-man than anybody was but i think it'll be cool to see life after endgame all right so costa um you know your experience what was it like four years in sacramento um i know you had some ups and downs as far as playing but sort of like being here in the city and if you were to tell free agents say look this is what i like this is what i don't like about playing in sacramento what would kind of be your list look you know honestly there's a lot of friendly people in sacramento um there it's more of a midwest vibe in california which i like um um, it's the city's growing uh real estate market's booming which is obvious and uh you know i had a i had a great time um you know the owner's you know, Vladi and Peja and GM and Vivek, you know, they're, they're good people. And, you know, the future is bright for the city of Sacramento uh, from a from a basketball standpoint and from, you know, a real estate standpoint as well. And, you know, it's, it's a good situation. Um, I think it's an underdog. You know, teams really don't really know as much as they should about, you know, the area. But I, I guarantee you that teams, you know, come in uh, when they play against us. They, they walk around the city. They realize, you know, what's going on and, how much the city has improved from the last like four or five years. All right. So, uh, first of all, I'd like to say this. Um, it's been a pleasure covering you. So if, if you don't end up coming back to Sacramento, um, I've dealt with a lot of players. Um, I don't even know it's in the hundreds at this point. Um, and I think I'm on my eighth head coach, um, which is just absolutely incredible in a nine year span. Uh, but of all of the guys who have come through Sacramento, you're you're right there top in the ten. top. top 10. Oh, you're top 10? you're better wow. than top ten. Come on now, Ooh, Costa. Top five, James. I appreciate it. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I always appreciated hanging out with you and Omri. 
sitting down and chatting pregame, uh, and then Omri left us, and so we chatted pregame as opposed to you know the way that it was in the past. Um, but you're a good spirit, and I wish you nothing but the best in free agency. Likewise, yeah. uh, and I hope that uh, that everything works out for you, especially uh, out there in Ohio. I know you got you're married now. You like I, yep. I watch I watch you grow from the seven footer. To a still a seven footer, but with with a wife. <laughs> yeah. So third wife. <laughs> that's right. So the maturity process. I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been an absolute pre- uh, pleasure, Costa. So I I hope uh, that everything works out the way that it should for you. And if that means you're back in Sacramento, uh, we'll continue to hang out. Uh, if not, I'm sure I'll see you when you roll through town playing for another team coming up. Thanks, I appreciate you having me on the podcast. All right, that is Costa Kufis Free Agent Center. Uh, if you need a good locker room guy, a good hard worker that goes out and plays hard every night, uh, that's the guy for you. Uh, absolute professional, a pro's pro, who's uh, willing to do all the dirty work. Thanks for having. Uh, thanks for joining us, Costa. We'll see you soon. Thank you, James. Yes, sir. Take care. All right, you've been listening to the Kings Insider podcast, brought to you by Wendy's. If you haven't already, please visit Apple Podcasts or Google Play to subscribe. And if you like our podcast, give us a rating and a review. We would really appreciate it. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NBCS Authentic. We'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in, Kings fans. We'll see you very soon.